Just to love you, 
I wanna love you. I want to seek you. I want to see you. Just to love you. To love you. To love you. Just to love you. To love you. To love you. My water is cold. My water is flowing you, and my body is flowing you. My spirit is flowing you. My mind is flowing. My body is calling you. My spirit is calling you. Just to love you, to love you, to love you. Just to love you, to love you. I wanna love you. I want to seek you. I want to see you. I wanna love you. I want to seek you. I want to see you. For the rest of my life, oh God. I wanna love you. I want to seek you. I want to see you. No matter what comes my way. I wanna love you. I want to see you. I want to see you. I wanna love you. I want to see you. I want to see you. I wanna love you. I want to see you. I want to see you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Basso.
challenged as to be conditional thoughts and to realign our lives. We talked about how it's not always exciting to follow Jesus and do what's right. We're not following Jesus is worth it. We're not following Jesus. Promises us eternal life. Doing what is right is what we daily desire. But I said, it's not always going to be exciting. Sometimes it will feel boring. The other thing we talked about, we talked about the aspect of how we need to embrace and accept the fact that it will seem as if God is silent at times in our lives. It will seem as if God is unconcerned in our lives. And then in part one, I shared on the importance of keeping our eyes on the vision that lies in front of us. I also talked about the importance of minding what you give your attention, your ears. I said we are all a product of, of what we listen to, what we give our attention to. What gets your attention will eventually get you. In part two, we talk about two other important things. Firstly, I said you need to have a consistent prayer life. And I also said you need to keep on connecting or keep fellowshipping with other believers. We learned that two are better than one. You, we are stronger together. Even God said we are two or three. are gathered in my name. So we are sure that God's continued presence when we continue fellowshipping with others. In part three, we talked about two other important aspects and habits that will help us to, to keep growing and get to a place where God wants us to be. I said we need to learn to praise God every day. And we also need to focus on beauty investing in others. So we're going to continue. Quickly, let's go to habit number one for today. This is going to bless you. Accept and embrace that things will not always happen as fast as, fast as you expect them. Accept and embrace the fact that things will not happen as fast as you expect them. Things will not happen when you expect them. Things will not change when you expect them. So, um, this means we need to be patient. We need to wait and trust in God's timing and will. Sometimes things will seem as if they are not moving. And sometimes they will seem as if they are moving on a very slow pace. So the sooner you accept that, the better. Why do I bring that into perspective? Because we live in a microwave generation where we want things to happen now, we want things to happen today. And then because of that, Many people have gotten disappointed 
They have thought God is a liar. They have thought God is unconcerned. So this daily habit should be cultivated, should be developed in our lives that things will not happen as fast as you expect them. Because God does not do things according to your own timing, but according to his timing. So you don't adjust or bring down God's timing to your timing. You adjust your timing and submit it to the timing of God. So let's always remember that for us, I know, yes, the Bible says that the life of man is short, we are like a flower and we blossom today and we are dead in a moment. We dry and uh, uh, the place where we were planted remembers us no more. I know, I know there is a place for that, but then here is the thing. If you talk about crops, talk about plants, talk about trees, talk about flowers, there are different types. Don't forget, we are called ox of righteousness. And then if you are just to study how long it takes just for the oak tree to be there, it takes decades. So we may all be flowers, but maybe we are, we are different kinds. We are different kinds of flowers. We might grow like the mighty oak trees that might take some time to develop as well as begin to bear fruit. Sometimes it takes longer to grow before we can bear fruit or see the result of certain things in our lives. It takes longer to grow or see the results of certain things in our lives. So we must never think of easily quitting on this life. For example, the slow movement of a tiger, they say the slow movement of a tiger is not a mistake, but a calculated move. I think this is one of the quotes that even Prophet Tibetan has. They say the slow movement of the tiger is not a mistake. But it's a well-calculated move. So a tiger runs very fast. But it does not start running very fast just from the onset. It first calculates the movement. So the slow movement of the tiger is not a mistake. It's a well-calculated move. It's calculating its accuracy before it can begin to run. So it may seem to delay, but don't forget God himself said it may delay. That came from the mouth of God, not from the mouth of Habakkuk, but from the mouth of God. Habakkuk chapter 2. All today you've got to look at your Bible. The Bible says, for the vision is yet... I hope you've not stopped coming with Bibles because we have a projector. For the vision is yet for the appointed future time. It has been stored the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. 
So God is saying the vision is waiting for an appointed time. It's waiting for its fulfillment. And he says, even though it delays, wait patiently for it because it will certainly come. It will not delay. So now there are two delays mentioned there. So the other delayment is yours. He's saying, even though it may seem as if it's delayed, that's it will seem to delay on your side. But God is saying it will come without delay. Don't forget Isaiah 60 verse 22. At the right time, God will make and will cause things to happen. Let's read it from NLT. The Bible says the smallest family will become a thousand people. And the tiniest group, the smallest group will become a mighty nation. At the right time, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So it's very difficult to actualize, to grow spiritually, to succeed according to God. If we are in a hurry, according to God, patience is the way. We say, I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior, and yet don't want to follow his example. Jesus was in the background, he was trained, was prepared for 30 years for a mission of three years. That's why I said sometimes it takes longer to be prepared than the time it takes for you to keep your bare feet. So many people end up doing or achieving little or nothing because they are so much in a hurry. They want things to happen now and so fast. So unless you are pushing for things to happen when you want them, God is expecting you to learn some things, to perfect some things in your life, to mature in some areas. There is a common saying which I believe sometimes works wonders in our lives. Good things come to those who wait. I know it's a very, very common saying and it works wonders if you embrace it. Good things come to those who wait. There is a place where you have to wait. Then there is a place where you have to wait things out. So the wisdom of balance is needed. Many people have destroyed themselves because as believers we want to take things by fire, by force. The kingdom of God suffers violence. It happens today or never. That is why we fail to, to submit ourselves to the timing of God, to wait upon God. We get frustrated so fast. And there are people I have seen coming. They are coming up on fire. I always say this, many people start. But not many people continue. Yes, sir. So we don't measure your fire by how you start it. And how we maintain it. Fire on the altar must keep on burning. Must keep on burning. 
So sadly, the modern world we are living in is very much in a hurry. That's the reason why even when you're hungry and you're in town, I, I remember, let me give you a practical example. We, we, we are going to do some, some shopping with Madame. I think I've forgotten, but last year, several months ago, so we are going in town. And I can assure you, sometimes it just, just feels nice to eat away from, from home, not so. I know you say, no, it's not right, it's not right, but no, but there is a place where you want to eat from. So we had gone to this place. Because we had met, we had seen Tibon, we had seen some chicken, and we said, ah, let's, let's have some shima. I don't know what you have when you go out, but for us, even from our dating days, my wife is a shima fan. Hallelujah. <laughs> Dear son. But today even Shiva is expensive, just joking. So we paid. Because we were attracted by the, the delicious relish we saw. We paid. Without knowing, Kashi Shiva was not ready. So we just observed, that's when they were starting. <laughs> so we went there and went there and we said, no. The reason why we wanted to eat from here is because we were looking for something that we could access quickly. Not so. We said, ah, give us back our 50 much. Then I see that my friend home, I went to buy whatever We got it back. And we told them the reason was simple. We said, you told us everything is there. You didn't tell us the truth. Because your light will not give you business. So we got it. And we went. So we live in a modern world. Fast food. Not so. Fast what? Internet. Fast internet. One of the reasons why maybe I want to from where I stay. Internet is. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not looking back to using um, 3G. I've said, God, I'm not going back. I've used 4G gadgets and now there was a time I think I was, I was helping someone. They have a 3G phone and just the speeds. So you see what I'm trying to say? We live in a fast world. Fast food, fast internet, fast transport. You know, you, you see that? We are always looking for fast things in our lives. Do you even know the reason? I mean, do you even know the reason why we have many hundreds? They jump into other relationships quickly. Before they heal, before they discover themselves, before they know the other person, they are looking for comfort. Everything is fast. We don't want to, 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 to stand in queues. We don't want to. We don't. And that's just one thing that I've denied personally. I don't remember the last time. I don't even know why people still go to go and queue up and they're buying electricity because some, some people have told them when you buy a phone, Amanda, that, you know, they have, they have told them it's different. 
unless when you buy from ShopRite, you have to queue up. I don't know where they have gotten that nonsense from. I don't know who, who has taught them that when you buy the night for one, you have a That's all a lie. It's all a lie. So you get to a place where haven't <laughs> you wondered why we still have people lining up even outside banks? It's because someone has made them believe the mobile way is, is more expensive. I met someone two weeks ago who believed that withdrawing money from an ATM was cheaper than withdrawing money from a Zalago Express agent. I said it's just the same. So we, we are living in a modern world. We want everything fast. Everything fast. Even when, when we are driving, you will notice that no one would love to just follow that traffic congestion. We are always looking for alternatives around also. Even when we are going home, we are going to, to the market, we are always looking for a shortcut. That's why even, even which doctors they have gotten them, because they will simply put up. Get it back. Your last. You lost what? Lovers in 24 hours. Quickly <laughs> get back your lost lovers. But let me tell you one thing. The process of spiritual growth, success in the eyes of God, is a process. Once you embrace that, the better. You want things to work in your faith according to your own timing, you will just get frustrated. You will end up hating God. You will end up even hating the pastor who preaches the word. So our God is a mountain moving God. He makes a way where there seems to be no way, but he does not work according to your time. He's a miracle working God. But he also respects timing. He also respects what? Timing. For him to say, if, though it delays, it came from his mouth. And he says, at the right time, I will make it happen. We are told in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, he makes all things beautiful in its own appropriate time. following God's will requires a pace of life that is out of sync, that is not in line with the modern world, moving and understanding of time. We need a slower pace. We need to learn to wait and we need to learn to be patient. There is a blessing in waiting upon the Lord. There is a blessing. There is a blessing. That's the reason why people are always moving even just from one denomination to the other. 
they are looking for something that will quickly work, work, uh, that will work for them. Sometimes they just want things to work for them. They don't want God to work on their lives. So waiting upon God is not wasting, but investing time. It shows we have the character of Jesus because even Jesus waited. Can you imagine Jesus, God, in the flesh, in act hard, in his own words, he said, it is not yet my time. Even when they wanted to prematurely kill him, the Bible records it would not happen because it was not yet time. Galatians 4, the Bible says, when the fullness of time came, Jesus was born. So even before, before time came, Jesus could not be born. When the fullness of time. Our strength is renewed as we keep waiting upon the Lord. I, I, I love the way Joyce Meyer puts it. Actually, she got it from, from, from the Amplified Bible. So, patience is not just the ability to wait, but what you do while you're waiting. So patience is not just time bound. It also has to do with character beauty. Character beauty. Isaiah 40, verse 31. The Bible says, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall rather not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those who wait on the Lord shall have their strength renewed. So, when you are waiting and you keep losing your strength, you keep losing your grip to hold on, you should ask yourself, am I waiting? According to the Lord's will. Am I waiting in the Lord or outside God? Psalms 40, verse 1. The psalmist said, I waited and waited and waited some more. I'm reading from TPT. I waited and waited and waited some more. Patient, knowing God would come through for me. Then at last, he bent down and listened to my cry. I waited, waited, and waited some more patiently because I knew that God would certainly come through for me. You wait on the Lord because you know that what God said, He will surely do. So why do you give up? You give up because you feel God has failed. You want to do it your own way. Psalms 27, 
verse 13 to 14. This is what David said. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now, look at this. Just the thought that he was going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living caused him not to give up. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So when people lose sight of seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, they give up. When people become hopeless, they give up. And verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. <laughs> he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. The second and last thing I'll share with you for today is that you need to accept and embrace the fact that you will do the same things. You will need to do the same things for you to grow and succeed. So you need to develop a certain habitus around your life. But that habitus is not going to be possible if there are no daily routines. That's what I'm talking about. I'll close on that today. I know we've been taught you can't do the same things and expect different results. But there is a place where you need to do the same thing in order for you to perfect and grow. There are people that have failed to achieve nothing. Oh, I'm still correct. I was questioning my, <laughs> my English. They have failed to achieve nothing. And then you will come to a place where it is because they always try new things every day. They don't stick to the old thing they started. If you are a starter of too many things, you will end up achieving nothing at the end of the day. So the power of habits to form, to form a holy habitus in us is effective only if we continue practicing the habits we have developed on a daily basis. I know you are always looking forward to a time when you are always saying, Ah, one day, the question is when? One day, I, I will also start reading the word of God. When are you going to start it? Not today. Yes, you started, but the question is, have you continued? So many people start, but not many people remain consistent, not many people continue, and not many people finish well. Now imagine if you kept the fire burning, imagine if you kept praying, imagine if you kept witnessing, imagine if you kept fellowshipping, imagine if you kept serving, imagine if you kept giving, working hard and so much more. What was going to happen to your life?
know that if every believer was going to commit himself and self to win just one soul every month, not even every day, to win one new soul every month, by the end of the year, the whole world will be born again. <laughs> but then we have got this great commission that we've left for few people and so much. We didn't let that speak up. We should connect everything. Because that one gives us sound for this place. So media. I'll see the media of this place. So imagine if you kept the family. Now, look at this. If you are going to be invited for for a marathon the following day, let me be honest with you, you don't need faith to run a marathon. You need practice. I'm sure you know what a marathon is. A marathon is not where you run meters, you run bounds. <laughs> huh? A marathon is like running from Osaka Town Center then all the way to 10 miles, you're just running. That's a marathon. On that one, you don't need face. You need practice. On a daily basis until it becomes part of you. Some of us have been there trying to play football. After a very long time, not training, you know what? You feel like you get fed. Personally, I have found great benefit in, in following certain habits on daily basis, certain routines. You keep doing the same things over and over and you discover that you're getting different results. You can be reading the same scripture every day but you still get something new every day. Sometimes it's not in the same activity, it is in, in your attitude. Like, do you know why some people don't even come to church like on Wednesday? They are actually quick service. At the end of the day, at the back of their mind, they have told themselves to say, give me service and you miss God. Because every service has got its own atmosphere, its own anointing, its own rema word. What I'm teaching today, I was not teaching on Saturday. I was not even teaching last week. I was not even teaching on Sunday. So you come on Saturday, I'll be teaching something different from today's. So we must allow the Spirit of God to continue forming in us the image of Christ. Because we are supposed to become like Jesus on a daily basis. How is that image going to build if we are not consistent? So what you daily do, what you daily subject your attention to, what you subject yourself to determines what you are becoming and what you are growing into every day. So by doing the same things every day, you become an expert in that area. You become an expert in that area. You grow and mature in that area. This is often overlooked 
by many people. But let me tell you the truth. Practice makes perfect. So it is daily practicing the same healthy habits that will lead to perfection and growth in our lives. The same day Daniel prayed, the answer was released. So it's not the prayer that was blocked. The answer was released. The, now the answer could not reach him because the answer was now blocked and captured in the spiritual realm. But what you see from the book of Daniel is that Daniel continued to pray on a, day, on a daily basis. So it was his consistency in prayer that empowered that caused the gates of heaven to open. He kept on praying on a daily basis. He kept on begging on the gates of heaven until God released and your Michael. Because some people have not received their answer because they didn't continue praying. Beloved says, if you want to make a dream come true, you have to do something about your dream on a daily basis. Because no matter the baby or small steps you are taking, at least you are doing something every day. At, at least you are getting closer every day. It's better you do something small than doing nothing at all. Purpose to learn something new every day. Purpose to study more. Purpose to pray more. At least never go a day without praying. Never go a day without feeding on the word of God. Never go a day without blessing a life. Never go a day without inspiring and encouraging a life. Never go a day without making progress in your life, growing in your life. One step at a time, the tortoise eventually beats the hare and arrives. It's not different in real life. Keep making those baby little steps and doing nothing. Keep praying. Without losing sight of your dream that you have in front of you, do something about it today. Do something about it the next day. It would be sparing just 10 minutes. Maybe 30 minutes, maybe one hour out of your busy day, just spending that time to focus on what you want to achieve, what you want to become. Then if you are going to invest consistency, even in that little time that you have spared, you will see tremendous results. So sometimes it's not about how much time you are going to spend on that thing on daily basis, but how much committed you are. It's not about the length. It's about your commitment. That's where the power lies. Daily doing something about it. How many people would love to have their, uh, their own businesses this year? 
How many people would love to get a job this year? How many people would love to be in a stable relationship this year? How many people would love to have this and that? How many people would love to grow spiritually? You know, when we are asking these questions, there is always a temptation that we, we always want to lift up our hands. But how many people do not just wish to have what they want to have, but are going to be committed to see to it that what they wish to have in their lives becomes a reality. So maybe you need to open an account and start saving. Maybe what you need is not miracle money. Stop just praying and waiting for miracle money. Maybe what you need is just open an account and start saving. Start saving. But you and I know, or even if you a bank, if you a boat, if you a or a car, broke, for some. You are not coming. You are not disciplined. Maybe some of you, what you need is a fixed account. Where you just say, okay, I'm not going to get money from this account for a period of three years. Maybe that's what you need. But then, even a fixed account, you will find a story and you will write to the bank and tell them. <laughs> you can even tell them, no, I have a few <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, just like that joke I, I saw yesterday, it really made me laugh. The boss was asking his worker, do you believe in life after death? He said, ah, no. There is no proof for that. And the boss said, I think there is proof for it. Because your boss, I mean your uncle, came here looking for you yesterday. That's the moment you left for his funeral. Okay, so that Peter will be the about the same you understand it. Ah, imagine what happened in the moment. You never know what happened in the moment. You never know what happened So now, I don't want you to miss this as I'm concluding. When the disciples ask Jesus, teach them how to pray. Embedded in the Lord's Prayer, we call it the Lord's Prayer. When in the actual sense, that's the Lord's model of prayer for man. The Lord's Prayer is in John 17, not so. <laughs> I always say this, I don't know if you pay attention to your life. <laughs> Embedded in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, verse 11 and Jesus said when we pray, say our Father and he continued. In verse 11 he said you must say give us today our daily bread. Why did Jesus say, give us our lifetime bread and our daily bread? It is because your lifetime blessing lies in your daily dependency on God, your daily commitment. 
I hope you get it. If he said, give us today our lifetime blessings, meaning there was no need for us to go back to the closet to pray. Because we are everything. So our daily bread refers to that which we need. So on a daily basis, we have to seek. We have to commit ourselves towards what we need on a daily basis. Not just pray that God gives us, but also committing ourselves on a daily basis. That's the power of doing something every day. The Lord's prayer was not just given to us to become something that we are going to recite on a daily basis. The Lord's Prayer serves as a guide to how we should make our daily prayers, how we should we should live our daily lives. So you can decide today what you are going to do every day to achieve what you want to see in your life. Because every day it's either you are drawn closer or drawn further away from your purpose, from achieving what you want to see in your life. You should clearly define which the decide, life you should decide, decide what you want to do with your life. We are always joking, sometimes when we are watching a movie. My wife starts dozing and I said, Bet, decide what you want to do with your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's continue watching. <laughs> oh, go. Hallelujah. At times, there was how I wake up. I'll just go to the bedroom and say, Catherine, come <laughs> She knows she has to pray. So now, decide what you want to do with your life and start moving in that direction. Don't just wish for things to happen. What are you doing about on a daily basis? It should become a routine. Such that when you don't do it, have you observed that when we were in school, it's like our systems became accustomed to break time. That even before Zaire Nikalipekulida, it's like your body knew it. Sometimes you could tell like, mm -mm, time you break your leg. But I'm not sharing that one. I'm for sure you check time. You got about it. It's either a quarter or something similar. Why is it that when it was time for break, you lost, you lost all the interest to learn and continue? It is because you can train your system, you can train your body. You can even lose concentration. So. Glory to God. So I would love to say that the most difficult thing is not beginning, is not starting something, but continuing, remaining consistent and finishing strong. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 tells us finishing is better than starting. 
It is at the end of your life. It is in the very process that we will get to see what you become. And what you become is as a result of your daily efforts. So keep doing the same thing every day. Keep praying. Keep working hard. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Don't stop what you have started. Pursue it. Until it's completed. Keep pursuing. God has got good plans for your life. I want us to be upstanding. I've talked about two things today. I said, number one, you need to address that things will not move as fast as you expect them. So you need to be patient. You're performing a champion. I bet you observed that for many ways of the world, or two, when you come back, no, you can never have a person, you can catch the soul. Sometimes, even when you go to grade 8, grade 9, maybe grade 11, grade 12, there are some plans you had set. Let's just be honest. Maybe some of them have not come to pass because <laughs> the time you set is not the timing of God. It is your own time. Then number two, I have said we need daily routines. We need to do the same things over and over, over and over. Have you observed? Let me give you a scenario. When you go to James chapter, James chapter 1, the Bible talks about those that are just hearers of the word and their own words. He says, people that listen to the word of God and don't do what the word of God say are like those that look at themselves in a mirror. And what happens? They forget how they look like. Now, let me give you a revelation there. What it means is that if you are to know how you are looking, if you are to check yourself, then you need to move with your mirror. After some time, you need to check yourself. Be like a woman. They move with mirrors, these people. So this shows you that every day you need to get back to the Word of God. And the Word of God is always going to be there as a reminder. You need to go back to the presence of God. That's your drawing board. Where you sit at his feet, like Psalms tells us, and you get to listen, you get to hear the will of God for your life. Many are the plans of a man, but it is the Lord who establishes them. Commit your plans to the Lord. So never come to a point where you feel like you can just continue with your day without going back to the drawing board. I want us to pray we're going to thank God for today. We are going to appreciate Him for the word. Just go ahead and appreciate Him. Now I can shout again in my hand. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our lives. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Good
never be too late. Father, teach me to know your will. Father, teach me to know your will. May I never be too fast. May I never be too Father, teach me to know your ways. Father, teach me to know your will. Father, teach me to know your time. Father, teach me to know your voice. Father, teach me to know your path. Father, teach me to know your weight. Father, teach me to wait on you. Father, teach me to pray every